It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by allsteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine. Find us on youtube.com slash all Steelers Talk or anywhere you get your podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers are five and seven, coming off a 19 to 16 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. And really, for the first time, this team seems like it's real. Like the playoffs are an actual thought. Like the season being saved can actually happen. And I won't lie to you, coming into the game, I I knew they were going to win. I felt that they were going to win, but I didn't think that my mind would be changed on how well I think this team can do this year. And heading into week 14, I don't know, man. I feel real different about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to start with a special moment for Cam Hayward and Connor Hayward. Cam showed up to his press conference afterwards. He was wearing his dad, Greg Ironhead Hayward's jersey, and he told a story about, you know, how him and Connor went to go visit their dad's grave before the game and, you know, how special of a moment it was for them. And then, boom, a really, really cool moment in football happens. Connor Hayward catches a touchdown pass, his first touchdown pass in his NFL career in his hometown, the place he was born, the place him and Connor, you know, kind of grew up for a little while, the place they could go remember their dad, the place their dad played from 94 to 96. And then Cam Hayward got a sack. And man, was it a cool moment. It was just a moment that reminded you that Football is bigger than this. It's bigger than a sport sometimes. And it means so much to these guys. Like Cam Hayward, and I'm about to show you the clip, but Cam Hayward talking about how emotional he was and how great it felt and how real it felt shows you that these guys put so much work into this. So much work and so much dedication. They put their entire lives into this sport. So when it pays off and it clicks that this is really happening, that he gets to share a field with his younger brother and his younger brother gets to score a touchdown on the field that his dad played on in the state that his brother was born. Man, bigger than football. Check it out. I could share a story like this morning, me and him went to my dad's grave and, you know, we got to share a moment there. Um, and so I was pretty emotional when, uh, you know, 
he got the the touchdown. Uh, I don't like to be Mr. Soppy, but like that that like really hit me. Luckily, there wasn't a camera on me because I was a mess. The story I shared was, uh, you know, this morning me and him woke up early um, and we went to my dad's grave um, and, you know, it kind of hit me when he scored and, you know, I was a complete mess. Uh, I don't like to be the soppy person and, and you know, but... You know, it was one of those moments I just, you know, back home. This is where, you know, um, they had the Peach Bowl last year, and he got his touchdown here. And, um, you know, I like to thank God and my dad are always working together. The Cam and Connor Hayward moment was the coolest part of the game, but there were parts within the game that I felt really good about. I want to start with Kenny Pickett. The dude had himself an afternoon. It was the first time that for back-to-back games, Kenny Pickett really showed that, man, he can actually be a starting winnable quarterback in the National Football League. And I believe that Kenny Pickett had all all the intangibles and had everything he needed to do to succeed in this league. I really, really did. There was no part of me that was worried that Kenny Pickett wasn't gonna make it or the Pittsburgh Steelers made a bad choice. I just, you know, I thought that Kenny was a guy that was gonna be really slow in developing. But I thought he had upside. And for the last two weeks, he's shown me that in my head, what I've seen is that Kenny Pickett is a future franchise quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The dude didn't even have a great game. He finished 16 for 28 for 197 yards and a touchdown. He had a 90.9 QBR. Nothing special. But definitely a moment that you looked at and said, that's what made this game good for Kenny Pickett. Is that for two weeks now, it felt like Kenny has done way more than he has. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have walked away winners. Which is exactly what they were looking for him to do. Coming into the season, the game plan was not for the quarterback, no matter who it was. And at the time, it was Mitch Trubisky. Now it's Kenny Pickett. It wasn't for either of them to go win games. It was just for them to not lose games. And Kenny Pickett's doing that. He's going into moments and he's approaching it like, I cannot turn the ball over, which I believe he just broke the Steelers' rookie record for most pass attempts without an interception. And he's got to keep an offense alive when it needs to be alive. He doesn't have to score touchdowns. And frankly, him scoring a touchdown here was more than the Pittsburgh Steelers needed. Najee Harris could have scored a touchdown today. Jalen Warren, Benny Snell could have scored a touchdown today. Minka Fitzpatrick could have scored a touchdown today. Kenny didn't need to do that. He did, which was more than you needed. And then he did it to Connor Hayward after telling him that he was going to try to get him a touchdown. A dude who hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in two weeks is coming into the game and saying, yeah, I'm going to try to hit you for a touchdown. And then he does it. I don't know. That's like, that's just that extra juice. You know what I mean? That extra layer on top of the cake that you feel real good about because Kenny has everything already. You know what I'm saying? Kenny came into the NFL and what made Kenny a first round pick, what made him the right selection for the Pittsburgh Steelers were two things, his intangibles. He, the dude is a born leader. He is the most competitive man on the field. 
There's a reason that he stands in the pocket and takes hits. There's a reason that he's willing to throw interceptions late in games because he's trying to make big plays. There are reasons that he runs the football the way that he does. There are reasons that he stayed at Pitt to try to win. They're, they're just, they're winning reasons. There are things that Kenny Pickett shows that you just say, hey, you know, if, if a guy didn't have the drive to go out there and be the best, he wouldn't have done that. Kenny Pickett does those things all the time. And the second one was his football IQ. The dude is a genius when it comes to on-the-field things. He sees things different from other people. That's what's awesome right now. That's what's really nice about Kenny Pickett. What's really nice about Kenny Pickett is the fact that everything is slowing down, and he said it two weeks ago. It's not the pace of the game. That comes and goes quickly. It's the confidence. It's looking at everybody across the line of scrimmage and going, man, those are some really talented athletes better than anybody I've ever played against. Now it's starting to hit. Yeah, I could play with these guys. And I think that's when Kenny Pickett's going to get dangerous because I think that's what clicked his last year at Pitt is that he started to look at it and say, I'm better than everybody here. And I think he's looking at it now and saying the same thing. And man, when that starts rolling, when those juices get going, Kenny Pickett's going to be a dangerous man for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that started here. I think we saw that the last game, and I think we got another glimpse of it this one. And I think every time he stacks that, every time he stacks a performance where you say, oh, man, Kenny Pickett had a great game, a really confident game, we're getting closer to seeing who Kenny Pickett could really be by the end of the season. All right, before we go forward, you know what it is. We got to get a word from our boys over at Manscaped. It's never too early to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or the friend in your pants, you can make this a season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the Lawn Mower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add Manscaped's top of the line shower products to have the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about a sack and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and using our code STEALERS20 for free shipping and 20% off. The Manscaped Plan and Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything needed to help you deck the halls from face to balls just in time for mistletoe season. The Plan and Package has each product from the best-selling Performance Package plus Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, and Ultra Premium Deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate presence. Plus, both are waterproof, so there's no issue clearing the snow out of your driveway. There's also a 4,000K LED light on it, so you can light the way just like Rudolph. Now that you've groomed your candy cane, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the Platinum Package's shower products. All of Manscaped shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But smelling good doesn't stop in the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve stank problems all day long. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. The Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit. And for the perfect stocking stuffer, add in the brand new body buffer, an incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than that old loofah. 
Get 20% off and free shipping with our code STEALERS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. All you have to do is use our code STEALERS20. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. The next thing I want to talk about is Najee Harris. The dude's back. Let me take you through what I thought was wrong with Najee Harris. Because I don't think it was anything that everybody was talking about, how he's a bust. I don't think he was a bust. I don't think he was, you know, I thought he was having a bad season, but I thought there was factors there, and I thought those factors were legitimate to a degree. I do think that he was dealing with injuries. I think that the two-foot injuries were no joke. They were just being pushed to the side by him because he wanted to not make it a big deal. But, man, everybody's got to admit when you're hurt. I think he was hurting the team a little bit by playing through it, and I think the coaching staff was hurting the team a little bit by letting him play through it and not starting Jalen Warren, but I think that would have started a whole other bag of nuts that they didn't want to get into. I don't want to get into. Najee Harris didn't want to get into. And I I honestly don't think was worth getting into of the whether or not Jalen Warren should start. But on top of that, I think what was really big for Najee Harris was getting over the fact that this team needs him to win, but they don't need him to win on every play. Coming into the season, okay? Think about it from Najee Harris' standpoint. Coming into the season, this is what you heard about Najee Harris. We freaked out over his thighs, lost our mind over how big his thighs were. Oh my gosh, Najee Harris is the next Derrick Henry. This is ridiculous. He's going to be amazing. It's over. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Lost our minds over Najee Harris's thighs. Then, all you hear all offseason is how this team has to win through Najee Harris. Najee Harris is the offense. He's got to produce. He's going to have a game. He's going to lead the NFL in rushing. Blah, blah, blah. Huge expectations. Nobody factored in the fact that last year he had the worst offensive line he's ever played football behind, which had to put a mental beating on him to know that physically he was going to take a toll bigger than the last year. And then he came into this year had new guys on the offensive line. How was he supposed to trust any of them? Because he couldn't trust last year's line. And they looked like the same pile of misfits. And now he's supposed to go out here and win games and be the best running back in football. It just seems like a lot to put on somebody's shoulders, right? Just seems like a lot of pressure to say, hey, Najee, go ahead, man. Go be the greatest thing of all time. And if you're not, everybody's going to hate you. And they're going to make it so well known that you suck. And they're going to constantly call for your backup. Think about that. And I'm not saying that's an excuse because it's not. This is the NFL. You are paid a lot of money, a lot of money to be that guy and to take that heat and to have that pressure. But I think... The issue was not the, oh my gosh, this is too big for me pressure. I think it was somebody needed to sit him down and say, hey man, stop trying to do too much and just go out there and run for four yards and fall down. Run as hard as you can for four yards and we will win football games. Everybody was talking about accountability. Everybody was talking about these meetings during the bye week. I think somebody, and I can't confirm this, but I I truly believe it. I believe that somebody within these meetings looked Najee Harris in the face and said, hey man, Stop trying to do more than you need to do. Just go for four yards and run as hard as you can. We will get you four yards and we will win football games that way. And I think he took that to heart. 
And I think that he's rolling with it. And I think things have changed since then. I think the accountability that everybody was talking about wasn't on Kenny Pickett or Deontay Johnson or the offensive line or Chase Claypool. I think it was a little bit on everybody, but I also include Najee Harris in that everybody. I believe somebody said something or had to say something. And I think they did, and I think it worked. He finished this game with 86 yards, 5.1 yards rushing with a long of 14. You cannot ask for a better day from Najee Harris. Yeah, 150 yards would be great. But if you're just trying to win a football game, 75 to 100 yards is a solid day for a running back. Keeps you the ball. You average five yards a carry. Your backups play well. Your offensive line plays well. It allows your defense to get rested. That's a win. I think Najee Harris is back. Three games in a row. Three and a half because I felt like he was back in Indianapolis. I don't know. Things are just adding up. I feel real good about Najee Harris. The last thing I want to talk about is George Pickens. And look it. I'm going to come off as a bad guy. I get it. That's okay. I'm okay with that. But I want people to understand that I do not mean a lot of harm or, or ill will towards George Pickens. And I'm not trying to stir a narrative or stir the pot and start a narrative about a guy that I barely know. I'm really not. I'm really, really not. A lot of people are out there to do that. I'm not one of them. But George Pickens is concerning me. His antics are concerning me. His attitude is concerning me. And I think it's time to address it. When George came into the NFL, the narrative on him was the dude's a hothead and you got to worry about it. And when I met him, I was like, this is a gentleman. This is a very nice individual. He's got, always got a smile on his face. He's always laughing. Seems like a really good guy. The Steelers start losing. He keeps talking. He keeps smiling. Things seem really good. I don't know. George Pickens struck me as a guy that I felt confident about wasn't going to be an issue. The last five games or four games, three games, whatever it was, have been an issue, and they're worrying me. It started in Cincinnati, and it's not just this past game. It started in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, he gave up. The Steelers are down two touchdowns. He's running down the sideline. He lets a ball go through his hand. That never happens. George Pickens makes catches that you couldn't believe are actual catches, that you didn't think the human body could actually come up with. George Pickens comes up with those catches. You're telling me that wide open running down the sideline three feet in front of the touchdown, you're going to let a ball go through your hands? No, no. He mentally checked out of that game. And then he followed that up by saying, or by getting ejected for a helmet or to helmet hit. And then when we asked him about it, when he met with the media a couple of days later, he said, yeah, it was no big deal, man. Nobody addressed it. Nobody needed to address it. It didn't impact the game. It is what it is. Yeah, it is. It, it is what it is until it's not. It is what it is. And it's a situation where it does impact the game. And nobody taught you better because nobody said anything because they just let it go. That didn't make any sense to me. How are you going to let a rookie, somebody who is molding themselves into the NFL, just walk away unbothered by a situation where he got ejected for a hit, a blatantly Helmet to helmet, this is illegal frustration hit. Just doesn't seem like the right move. You know, like if I'm building a team and I got guys around me that I need to sculpt into true leaders, 
allowing them to do something like that and not talking to them about it seems like a big issue. One that's alarming a little bit. And then it came, then it continued. The Steelers are in Indianapolis and there's pictures all over the place of Deontay Johnson consoling George Pickens and Kenny Pickett talking to George Pickens and calming him down on the sideline. Then they're in Atlanta and Cam Hayward is consoling George Pickens and talking to George Pickens on the sideline. And then he comes off the field after a bad drive and yells, throw me the blank and ball. Screaming at somebody. You'd have to think it's either Kenny Pickett, Mike Tomlin, somebody. Somebody was getting that message. And that's concerning. At this point, George Pickens should not be that concerned with his stat line. And it shouldn't bother him in back-to-back games where something goes wrong or he drops the football or something and it's eating at him that much mentally. I'm not going to put it all on him. Like I am, like it is on him, but I'm not going to say it's a huge issue yet because he is a rookie. He's 13 games into his NFL career. It Like it's not that big of a deal right now, but it's something to monitor because that was the narrative coming out of college is that this is what people should monitor. This is the concern people should have with George Pickens exactly what's happening and i just don't want to see that come to fruition i don't want to see george go from the guy who's always smiling who was super nice in the preseason to somebody that just kind of becomes an enemy becomes a little bit of a hothead becomes something that you have to worry about don't want to see that happen to george pickens i think he's better than that i think he's got the mentals that are better than that but I don't know. In Pittsburgh, you got to stay that you got to stay the course of caution when it comes to all those things, especially around wide receivers. And I think George has a good foundation around him. Like he's got Kenny Pickett, who I think is a true blooded leader. He's got Deontay Johnson, who's a great leader, a phenomenal leader on this offense. He's got Najee Harris, who's a great leader, and they're almost locker mates, you know. But he's got some concerns too. His other locker mate is Devin Bush, and that's definitely concerning. You you don't want to know what's going to happen there because. You'd much rather a guy like Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson teach George Pickens than a guy like Devin Bush for obvious reasons. And I just, you know, you don't want him to fall on the wrong side. The wrong side of Steelers history, the wrong side of whatever. I mean, you could go down the line. I've heard stories where Heinz Ward and Plaxico Burris couldn't be in a room together because one of them was going to get upset with the other one for something. If one of them was getting talked to, the other one was mad that people weren't talking to him. And I just, you know, you don't want to see that. I would not like to, I would not enjoy covering that. I would not enjoy watching a football team that has that happen. And I don't think that's Deontay Johnson at all. I think Deontay Johnson gets really frustrated that the balls aren't coming his way, but I don't think he necessarily shows that frustration much. Not, not in this way. Like everybody shows frustration, obviously, but he still addresses the media and acts professional and the whole nine but I don't want to see George do it the other way where he declines interviews like he did and makes a show on the sideline like Antonio Brown did and kind of start building that narrative. It's too early to build that narrative. It's too early to worry about that narrative, but it's something to look out for. And it's something that I think should be addressed because like I said, that's what everybody cautioned Pittsburgh Steelers fans come about coming into the season, coming into the NFL. So if this is your second warning, maybe take it seriously. 
All right, I'm heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk, or anywhere you get your podcast. Check out all my work at allsteelers.com. Enjoy your victory Monday. Peace. 